huge news, years in the making, my brand new book that my publishers refuse to publish, Money Matrix. Beat the money system and build generational wealth. Understand the three main ways that the banks productize you and make money from you. You'll be able to turn that system against itself, build generational wealth and multiple streams of recurring income. It's all at moneymatrix.cash. And if you're quick, the first few hundred registrants and buyers will receive many special bonuses from me. The brand new Moneymaker Summit three-day special event. Meet me at a champagne reception. Meet me at a multi-millionaire networking dinner. Go now, moneymatrix.cash. This is huge. In this episode, I interview someone who's been in the coaching industry possibly longer than anyone else, Ed J.C. Smith. In some ways, this is a bit of an expose of the coaching industry and how to spot a scam coach. We talk about narcissists in quite a lot of detail. There seems to be a few of them in the coaching industry. And if Andrew Tate has been a positive influence on men. We've also started the brand new Disruptors round and Ed is one of the first to be asked the Disruptors questions. So let's go deep and long and hard into the coaching industry. Ed, how do you turn what you know or what you already know into cash flow? Great question. Lots of layers, but specifically, I think today in today's world, everyone has info. And I think sometimes people don't realize that they have access to information that people will buy. Do you mean they already know something within them? They already have a skill that they could turn into an information business? Yeah, I think that's the first step, right? So like everyone has info and that's the currency that's the largest you know, um, growing market in the world today, right? Information exchange. So, you know, I'll, I'll take you through a process. I'll answer your question specifically. How do you do that? The first step is, you know, to know that, you know, if you have gone through an experience, if you've gone through some dark times, if you, if you know how to play the piano, if you um, know how to have an orgasm, if you know how to... I'll, I'll buy that one. <laughs> then I just want you to know that people are if there. If you come off coffee. There, I'm sure there is. <laughs> well, there's obviously addiction. <laughs> there's addiction programs, etc. And so it's knowing that, you know, that someone would pay to speed up their process to get an outcome. So the first step is because I think... But a lot of people don't believe that they have information inside them that other people want. Why would anyone want to listen to me? I hear that all the time. And so that, that would be going into the vehicle of how do you do it first. And so, again, it's like, I, I, you know, like you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be this perfect representation. I would say the thing that you need to be is passionate. If you're super passionate about a particular thing, there are people willing to learn that thing. There's millions of people it. and pay you for it. Yeah. And then so the second step of that, how do you do that, in my view, if you if you are someone that wants to be a coach consultant mentor the, the quickest way to do that is if you start with a one-to-one coaching program of some sort so that you can you know in today's market people think what's valuable is video modules or an online program but the, the truth is actually your own internal information processes are the most valuable so if you i mean if you're starting with zero cash in the bank right? You need to be able to do one-to-one first, right? It's most valuable because people want personalized support and you're going to coach them and help them to get to a specific outcome. And, you know, that, that, that would be, that would be the fastest way to get going to validate whether you are actually good at teaching someone how to do the thing that you can do. 
And that's a trillion dollar industry, so billion dollar at least. Well, billion and trillion is slightly different. Well, let's go with what's above trillion then. (laughs) A gazillion. (laughs) A gazillion dollar (laughs) industry. I'm very proud to say this episode is sponsored by AG1. As you know, we're more than 1,000 episodes into Disruptors, and I very rarely have sponsors. I'm really choosy on sponsors, and I only pick people that I love myself and I use myself. I have turned down loads of sponsors, but personally, I've been using AG1 for nearly 14 years myself before we ever did a sponsorship deal with them. For me, AG1 really helps with my mental focus, clarity, and overall well-being. As someone who's really freaking busy and can't always sit down and eat a million vegetables in a day, knocking back a big pint full of AG1 in the morning is perfect for me. Of course, health is wealth, and I'm in my mid-40s, I'm realising that more and more. So if you'd like to try AG1 yourself with a special exclusive offer that I have for you right now, go to drinkag1.com forward slash disruptors. That's drinkag1.com forward slash disruptors and get a free year supply of vitamin D3, K2 and five travel packs with your first purchase on me. So one more time, that's drinkag1.com forward slash disruptors. AG1, thanks for sponsoring the show. You are legends. But one time's not scalable, is it? For sure, it isn't. But it's again, it's you know realistic in today's world, right? If if you want to add a hundred grand into into a business, that's the quickest way to start there, in my view. What sort of fees then can someone charge one to one starting from scratch? Um, it, depending again on niche, but on average, we'd start our clients at fifteen hundred for a three-month program, that's one session a week. Right. So very reasonable, yeah. I think, for personalised time. And, and actually, for someone who hasn't got any money, that's a good start to... Yeah. You need two of them and you're three grand a month, which yeah. for a lot of people is a... And, and th- you know, through that process, what I recommend is, is actually not to create an online course first, is actually create your online course with your clients. So therefore, right. get some yes. one-to-one. Because I, I never thought of it this way around. I'd have always built at scale courses first. Um, but you've just given me a bit of a breakthrough. Because number one, yes, you can use your clients to create the content, but also coaching your clients gets you all the objections and the difficulties that you can then That's record the into your online In, version. That's the one. Yeah. And so obviously, like you're, you're very good at your content. You've done it for, for many years. You know the objections that people mm. are having to, to... And it's not just the objections to buying. When you hear that word objections, people go, objections to objections themselves. Objections on themselves. For sure. Why they wouldn't be able to 100%. do it. hundred yeah. percent. So it's objections as they're going through the content that you need to answer so that they actually complete the content. They finish it and they actually get to the end of it. And so it's a much easier process to manage that and you know, to create that whilst you're doing it one-to-one, you know, and then you, you don't have this massive stagnant period where a lot of people do, they try, they're trying to create an online course on their own, which is like, you know, doing slides, recording into, you know, creating a slide deck and recording modules on your own is, there's no feedback versus doing it with a client who's saying like, you know, and you keep on going like, well, what's the problem with you getting from here to here? What's the problem from you getting here to here? And so you have a, you know, an online course that takes them with a very specific journey from A to B, wherever that may be. So it's like, you know, to learn a, you know, learning the piano, for example, you know, you can pay, I paid a guy 1500 to get specific piano lessons, a specific technique, 
and had specific sort of training on top of it. You know, it, it doesn't matter what it is that you want to learn. There's someone out there who is willing to teach you how to do it. Do you think people are distracting overwhelm right now in the world generally? I mean, yeah, I think overwhelm is like the the massive, massive problem because again, like there's so like the much... biggest that's stopping people from... I, I mean, from my perspective, yeah, because they're, you know, like I, I did a live session last night with our expert coach community. So these are, these are people that learn, they want to become a coach. So we certify them to become a coach. And one of the biggest things they continue to say is that they're overwhelmed. They're procrastinating, but they're, they're not clear on what it is that they need to do. And again, look, there's loads of different variations. You know, as a whole, they want to get clients. So that they, they think they have to be on every social media channel. They think they have to be doing all of these things. Autoresponders, landing pages, sales pages, CRMs, <laughs> all of this stuff. But it's more like they That's have to be on... That's procrastination <laughs> often though, isn't it? For sure. Yeah. They think they have to be on TikTok, YouTube. And again, like, I'm not slating down all of these platforms, but they, they you know, like... You know, from my again, I, I'll continue to say from my perspective because you don't, you don't have to say anymore. Okay, I'm not interviewing Dave. <laughs> I'm not asking for Dave's perspective. But, you know, like they just can't. You know, like if if you're not at 100k months yet, right? You can't hire other people to do it for you yet. So you can't outsource yet. So therefore, you have to have a, a focus on less versus more. Um, you know, one of, one of my favourite books is John John. Um, um, what's his name, that coach dude, John? Do you mean Rob Moore? One of your favourite yes. books by Rob, Rob Moore. Moore um, yeah. Do less, act more. Which one is it? Um, Start now, get perfect That's later. the one. I like that. That's a good one. That would be good for a lot of people trying to yeah, for get sure. the information business. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, do you mean John Maxwell? No, I mean John Wooden. John Wooden, sorry. Okay. Um, and he had a book about the issues that he was going through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't be like that. Excuse me. Stop it. None of that. Okay. Um, <laughs> but he he had a, he he was going through the same sort of situation. Everyone was trying to do. <laughs> she just she just gets um, uh, a little bit um, protective. <laughs> protective. <laughs> like over here. But now now she's not so safe, so she won't. Um, yeah, but he he basically he went through the same situation in the basketball industry. Everyone was doing loads of. They were doing loads of offensive plays, defensive of defensive offense, and all of this stuff. Loads of strategies, and he he was one of the first to do the power one. So he did one offensive play, one defensive play, and because of that, the players were less overwhelmed. <clears throat> Within each play, they only had one element to focus on. So they went from trying to do loads of different strategies to just focusing on one specific offensive play, one specific defensive play, and because of that. He ended up taking, you know, the UCL basketball team to 28 victories over a 30-year period, and so I, I've always liked the concept of less is more, right? And so, therefore, if you focus on just one specific channel that works specifically for you, what we specialize in is run run one ad into one piece of content that isn't a webinar, so it's just a simple PDF download, so that you can get your clients downloading and then into a list where you can start nurturing them into a sale. And that's it. So it's really simplified approach. I think a lot of people fail in the industry, in, in the information space specifically, because they're just trying to do too much. They don't have a specific plan to hit a 10K month. What you do for a 10K month is very different to a 100K month. It's very different if you're trying to do 400K months or a million a month. And it's like, for example, 
you know, people trying to run a marathon, if they haven't got a five hour plan, they need a five hour plan if you haven't done one before, then the four hour plan, the three hour plan, and if you ever get there, a two hour plan, right? But you can't go straight in on a two hour plan. And I, you know, I, I respect a lot of massive information based, like Gary Vaynerchuk, obviously is a great entrepreneur, but Gary has 1700 staff and he has a you know billion dollar agency what, what gary's yeah doesn't he say you got to do 86 no. pieces of content is his famous piece of content is 86 pieces of content per day so let me just say that again so gary vaynerchuk says you have to do 86 pieces of content a day yeah and be on every social media channel what do you think about that i mean that's bullshit <laughs> it, it, you just can't it, again it's it's taken out of context because he has seventeen hundred staff that can cut all of his content into sure. 84, 86, 89 pieces. You can yeah. do that if you have a huge team, mm. for sure, no doubt. But you can't take that. So you, why has Gary Vaynerchuk got that one wrong then? Because surely not everyone, not anyone, when he's on the stage has got the staff he has, and surely he's just talking to people who are starting out. Well, I, I, I don't think pe people like Gary. I don't think he. I don't. I don't think it. You know, again, like. There's a big difference to getting someone who specializes in actually helping you get the exact outcome versus just generalized information. And of course, Gary has loads of stuff that's very beneficial. I'm not saying he's not, I'm not hanging down on Gary. I think he's an incredible entrepreneur. He's, he's very successful. But everyone has an agenda. His agenda is to drive more people to use social media. He owns a lot of shares within those platforms. And it makes sense for, you know, he's, he's never going to get that granular information. He's never going to get, he's never sat with a hundred different people that all have like coaching, consultancy, business and want five clients a month. And he hasn't had to service them day in, day out, week after week, month after month and listen to their objections. So his information will land to a level would it be would it be actionable to actually get beneficial results no and so that then there's again like it's we, we live in a world where there's there's information and then there's what you actually need to get to the next step specifically like it's you know like it's you know everyone everyone owns software or has a funnel or you know they they think oh my god I'm, I'm, i've got the software but it's like a golf club everyone knows how to pick up a golf club doesn't mean you know how to swing it and it's how you swing it that enables you to hit the ball to a certain specific point and so therefore software information you need you need like a a very specific approach today to get the thing that you actually want like you need someone that's walked in your shoes Right, where we specialize specifically is because I, I was a one-to-one -one coach myself. So I, I know that journey very individually and I, and I walked that for many years. And so when I started to try and get other, you know, when I started to get more clients on, I, I noticed I had three core problems, inconsistent lead flow, inconsistent sales, because I was predominantly relying on organic marketing because I couldn't get people coming in. I couldn't get more sales coming in. I couldn't scale. So I had to fix that and automate myself out of the things that I couldn't do. So I couldn't do all the things that people were telling me to do. So I just focused on automating lead flow into one piece of content to set up the sale. And I just scaled it from there. What was the third piece? So client, client scaling right. to be able to consistently have a sales process that is taking more clients on every single month. Mm. You know, and then over the years, of course, that's adapted. I mean, most people today want to 
you know, like literally build an audience and then sell a program and do nothing. But, you know, that game... So you think people have got lazy, do you? I think it's natural to look at the numbers and you go like, well, if I get X amount of people on my socials and I sell X amount, I make X amount. And it's it's just not as simple as that. I was on um, someone's webinar the other day, Erica, I can't remember her surname, but she's got like 10 million on TikTok. She's got 5 million on Instagram, a million, 1.8 on YouTube. And she did, you know, she, she did a call to action to come to a live webinar. I was like, oh, that'd be interesting to see how many people turn up. So I was there, <laughs> 35 minutes in. I was like, wondering if any more people are going to come. And I was genuinely... How many were on the webinar? How many do you reckon? 16 million total followers. Obviously, she has no idea what she's doing in terms of online marketing. I don't know. Put me out of my misery. Just guess, though, just out of fun. What would you... 30, what, 36. As in 36,000. You would want 36,000, though, right? Well, I'll, I'll 16 get 16 million. If you, if you had 16 million and you've never done a call to action to a live webinar. Yeah, I mean, you should have tens of thousands of people yeah. on, a, on a webinar. How many were on? 27. 27 people. 27. And, and I wasn't sure if it was live. So I, I clicked to go on and she brought me on. I was like, oh my God. So it was live. And then she, yeah, she had like no sales. Pro- and again, look, I'm, I'm not hating down on her. She's fabulous at her content. It's just, again, it's the market where we're at today. You know, and so I, I collect a lot of this information because it's important to understand what works and what doesn't. You've got like Ariana Grande just released her beauty p- product and she's getting, you know, 380 million followers and she's getting 19 comments on her post, 35 comments and then deleting them. And so it's just like, you know, there's nothing wrong. I'm not hating on organics. I was a fan of organics when they worked, but there's no point doing something and not getting paid in return. It's very frustrating when you put a lot of time into something mm. and you're getting no clients back. So how long have you been in the information business? When did you start? So I, I mean, I, I started as a coach in 1996. Wow, how many years is that then? Do the maths. So, I mean, t- uh, 43, <laughs> uh, so so a while for sure. <laughs> you don't like maths, no. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how long that is, but... Well, you know, it's, it's not, it's 27 <clears throat> years, isn't it? Nearly, I never realised I, I never realized I was in the information space. So I, I started in a position because when I was younger, I tried to jump out in front of a train, got pulled back, someone uh, gave me a second chance. And that's how I ended up going through coaching. So I fell in love with the coaching process. So you became and a coach? I, I, I mean, I didn't really know what it was. Yeah. I mean, I took a coaching certification, as I said, at 16 oh, and started- At 16 years old? At 16. My mum said it would be a good idea for me. Wow. So anyone listening who thinks they can't be a coach, you started being a coach at 16. And Tell me you weren't a life coach. 100%. <laughs> you fucking weren't. 100%. And when I you were saw, a life coach. I, yeah, for sure. <laughs> And, um, you know, my dad would be like, this is a fucking joke. You know, like, you're going to go out and help people with your life and you you haven't even had a life. And um, when I see there are people online, I got tagged in one the other day in a group where they're like, this guy is 17 trying to help people improve their life. You know, what a joke. But, you know, like, I, I never saw it as a bad thing. Like, I went through a really bad stage. I, I, I knew intuitively that I've, I, felt so good helping helping other people that as long as I I'm doing that then I feel good and I don't want to I don't want to end my life so that's like that was a win do you know what I mean so I never started because I wanted to make money I never started 
that was back then there was nothing there was no social media it wasn't like a, a thing I, I started working in as a gym working as a gym because that had a bit more context to it like, so like personal training yeah so yeah. you know I took an Coach. NLP life co coaching course at 16 and you know obviously you know without social media just talking to people there was no there's no one around so I, so the next transition was to work in a gym mm. and then I just started building it up and so and now, what do you think in total revenue you've done in your information business since you started, if you could just... Total? Yeah, work it <laughs> um, out. I mean, are we um, talking more than 100 million? Um, Less? More? I mean, only in the last years we've really started to scale. So that obviously there's a long period of that where for, for many years as a, as a coach, I would be doing 60 to 70 to 80,000 maximum. But when you were quite young, yeah, that's pretty good, though. Yeah, it was banking. I mean, with, in, with inflation now, that's probably I two mean, and a half times as much. And it was, um, you know, I, you know, I had very good people around me. Um, a lot of my clients were entrepreneurs, so I started investing early. Yeah, I mean, um, that's that's good money when you're young. And what's your, what's your biggest year then that you've had in, in revenue or sales? Um, in terms of sales, I mean, we're at a stage now where we can we can onboard. You know, between sixty to seventy clients front end a month at a ten k level, and then you know that's not including back end, right? That's so. Uh, I'd say forty percent will continue our service at uh, an equivalent same again, right? So that's sixty six hundred to seven hundred grand on the front end. Then you've got consultancy on top of that. So have you ever done a million pound month? Yeah. 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 Have you ever done a ten million pound year? Ten million pound year? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could work on better profit margin. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for being honest. I just wanted to give people a bit of context. Yeah, because and people hear that and they'll go like, again, it's you know, yeah, we, have to, we have um, to spend on ads. Yeah, of course. I didn't ask you about the profit. <laughs> I won't because that's a personal question. Well, and I know how people think, though. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't a leading question. I wanted to give people context in case they don't know who you are. But it sort of was, because what do you think of all these 19-year-olds on TikTok who are the, the dating gurus and, you know, getting women gurus? Um, and is the coaching industry kind of full of uh, frauds? Um, that's, yeah, that's a loaded question, isn't it? That's a good question. Um, it's not loaded. I want your answer. Uh, yeah. Um, it's, not, it's, not a na it's not nachos. <laughs> it's like... Um, <laughs> Loaded. Look, first of all, loaded. Don't like forget, it. I'm in the, the information industry yeah, as well. Look, so, so first of all, I, I think these young people going out and doing stuff is great. Are there fraudsters in the coaching industry? Uh, there's fraudsters in everywhere, right? Are there are there a particular big cluster of fraudsters no, in the information industry? I don't, I don't look at it like that. So first, so I think if you're young and you're out there teaching people stuff, that's amazing. But what if you... Wait, wait, I haven't got it. <laughs> yeah. Go on. But what if you've not even got pubes and you're talking about dating? I, I, <laughs> I, you know what? Like, that's their personal experience and I... Oh, so you, you're game for it? I, I am game yeah. for that because I believe... Again, you have to... You know, I don't know the intentions of someone, you, you know, so And actually, m maybe people their age might get, some, they might know sure. more than people like, their like, age. And so, you know, there's, I, 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 I've got to support that because I think that's an amazing skill to be going out at a young age 
in today's world where it's so easy to compare to someone else, mm. it's so easy to worry about what other people are going to say. I do think I'm, I'm. So you think fair play to I those think fair people, play then. to that, right? Okay. Th then I've got to add in, you know, with the right intention. If you've got an intention to help people and you genuinely want to serve, right? As I, as I said, I, I started, I never even had an idea you could make any money. When I, for years, Rob, people would say to me, like even my clients were like, when are you going to get a proper job? Like this is not a real job. You know, like you can't just, you know, my parents for years, they don't, they still would be like, what are you doing? Uh, it isn't that what an entrepreneur needs to hear from people around them that aren't to prove that they're an entrepreneur. I mean, I didn't even, I didn't <laughs> even realize I was an entrepreneur. I just thought but I couldn't. Do you know, it. like 70 grand in today's money, you know, you're talking probably 150, 200 grand. It, it was great it's cash. Good, yeah. it, it was it was solid cash based business. Yeah. And um, oh, those days! Can we have those days back? <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was, it, but again, like I didn't have any reference, and so therefore I didn't know any different. And okay, very, so let's go back to the coaching industry. But, but let's go back to uh, these uh, yeah. kids, right? So I, I think. No, it's, let's go back to the coaching industry. Coaching industry. Yeah. It, it, are there a lot of people that think it's an easy buck to set up in the information coaching business and they haven't really, they haven't really walked the walk? Because you know there's this saying, those that can do yeah. and those that can't <laughs> teach. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly right in the school system maybe, but yeah, what, what do you think about that? Um, so for, I, I feel like I haven't, I haven't got these kids yet. So these kids, they go out, they teach, right? As long as they're, as, again, like as long as they're doing the right thing and then they, they're using that to become... A better deliverer that you know they're, they're willing to improve their service they're willing to you know upgrade like I, I started very early on and I, I knew I didn't have I didn't have a lot of self-confidence and I was I was you know like hanging in on there and I remember once I had this really bad feedback I had a couple of people having a go at me and I was on the edge of like going like maybe I shouldn't be doing this and you know I, I I, one of my clients at the time, I said, I said, look, I don't think I'm any good. And he was like, you've got to keep going. You've, this is what you've done. You've helped me so much and I feel so much better for it. You've changed my life and you've genuinely transformed who I am. And I can't thank you. And you're like, wow, this is amazing. This is worth it. So, you know, I've invested a lot, you know, I've invested 533 thousand in different NLP, CBT, different sorts of certification or programs over a period of time. So I think if you're willing to do the work and reinvest into your business, so you become a better valuable asset, then that's totally cool. And that's that's the biggest part of like why we like I give more in my certification completely for free so that people can become super authentic and have a training framework so that they continue to come become better. We used to charge five grand for it. We still charge five grand for it. But if you go and check out on our site and we just decided, you know what, this year I wanna do something special. Coaching saved my life. I want other people to have that skill and whether they're doing it for themselves or whether they're doing it for other people. If you are part of an environment where people are supporting you to understand your emotions, understand triggers, understand behavior, understand your, your thinking affects your your actions. Your actions affect your results. I, I just think it's it can be done for a very very good thing. Can, can it be manipulative? Can there be a lot of people trying to, you know, sell you stuff that doesn't really work? For sure, in, in any industry, there's going to be that. And 
you know, my view, there's a lot of people that don't have the, the actual data to prove what works. And they're going out teaching staff. And it, it's, again, it's, it's, it's no fault of their own, but they've been brainwashed by the actual, you know, the platform, like TikTok as a platform. If you, if, you know, the majority think if they just get more views and more followers that they'll end up with more clients. And we've got millions of views and get like zero clients from it because in my view, the algorithm is purely for views and not to actually re-nurture people into buying your stuff. And it's, it's TikTok have their, you know, their, their focus and that's, they give people views and followers and that's all they care about. They don't care whether you make any money from it. Like it's, it's, it's a balance. You've got to do what you want to do. You've got to love what you do and you're going to get good at what you do and you've got to get paid. Otherwise, it's a hobby. Otherwise, it's a hobby. Exactly. So how do you spot a scam coach? I think um, you look at, have, you know, have they done the thing that they're teaching you to do? Right. So if it's like you in today's market, you can't be a personal trainer teaching someone how to lose weight if you if you don't look after your own weight yourself. Um, you can be in the journey. Right. You could be like you could be 20 stone and you've lost 15, five, six, seven stone. That's fine. Like you you're fully in that process. You're going to attract other people that are 20 stone and want to lose that. That's totally cool. But again, it's just an authentic. You can't. <clears throat> I can't help you run an ad if I've never run an ad. I, you, you know, you see a lot of people that are marketers that want to help you get clients and they've never had a business. So they only have a business helping you have a business. Mm. And so we've had, you know, I started in the depression niche, one-to-one, went into relationships, went into business consultancy, grew a successful mindset offer, which is our coaching offer. So our, our expert coach certification program is my original offer, which now I give away completely for free. So people can't be like, you're all about the money. Not at all. Like the, it, you can certify with us and get supported for life for free. Why are you giving all that away for free? Because we're, we're at a very good stage in business. Um, you know, it, it's, it's genuinely something that has changed my life and I'm something that I'm very passionate about. I wanted to remove the barriers so that there wasn't any money issue. And it does also, you know, like I'm not going to say it doesn't because it does. It works really well for people that want to work with us. So, it, you know, not everyone does, but a percentage will continue with us because it makes sense because we've given them so much. Can you um? Can you share that? Can you give that? No. <laughs> yeah, so, get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, uh, it it normally does retail at five k. It's it's not some bullshit like marketing thing. We get people day in, day out that have bought it from our site. Um, so if they go to www.freeexpertcoach.com, they can have a full certification with us, which is two governing boards, which is the um, um, Authority of Professional Coaching and Mentoring, plus the CPD service as well. And they get a full certification with us. They get access to that for life. Free Expert Coach. www.freeexpertcoach.com. Yeah. All right. Cool. So this show is called Disruptors. Probably the most disruptive person in the information space in the last decade is Andrew Tate, I would say. Yeah. Do you think Andrew Tate is overall good for society? Um, yes, I do. I, I, I genuinely think that, you know, he, he a, a lot of people that hate down on his content probably haven't watched a lot of his content. So 
as you know, he did very well. He can trigger people into sharing his content left, right and centre. And I think the majority of what he says makes a lot of sense. And, you know, there's certain components that you could, you could, you could open up and say, look, what, what's, what's your view here? But I think in today's market, like, it's so difficult to know who someone is anyway based on short-form content. And so if you're going to sit there and judge someone and say that they're an asshole because you saw 10 seconds of content, that's, like, that's 10 seconds of what someone says, right? So it, you have to, you know, like, judge less and be more open if you want to truly understand something that's different to you. I think there was one of the most viral clips that I saw last year. I'm always collecting like viral clips to see what works. And it was the spy clip. I don't know if you've seen it. And it's the um, uh, interview with Joe Rogan talking about, a, uh, and the guy's talking, he's a, he's a spy technical person. And he says, what's the number one spy tip? And purely what it is, is just to see life from someone else's perspective. You know, it's a simple, imagine that you're in someone else's shoes. And I think, unfortunately, social media, like the young are too triggered. They are not aware that there's like multiple views to certain situations. So whenever anyone says something that's so triggering, I'm always like, that's fascinating because they're going to get attention. And I love seeing their comments because I'm writing a book, a new book called Untriggerable at the moment, and it's all about like the hate that we get down on our on our social media and and how to react off the back of it and the stories that unfold because I like open it up and then engage a conversation off the back of it. So I think he's been very beneficial, right, as a whole because it's a different viewpoint, and I think he's probably helped a lot of guys that have felt, you know, not not capable of going out there and doing stuff. Mm. So as a over, I mean, he's obviously pissed off a lot of people. So is Andrew Tate a marketing genius or a misogynist? 100% marketing genius. I mean, it's pure, like he knows exactly, and he doesn't care. And that's, and that's very bold. Like, I think I, I would be concerned with, like, it's certain things, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a caring individual, I'm kind, I'm soft-natured, right? You know, I can try to pretend like some bravado here and there, but that's not who I am. I'm, I'm a gentle, caring individual, I'm into my emotions. I'm, you know, I'm actively, you know, I listen and, you know, really take time. I'm a trained therapist, you know, so it's like, I, I think anyone that's willing to put themselves out at that level, I, I don't believe he's done those things because, I mean, unless he's really stupid because he's got so much exposure and it's crazy level of exposure. So you would have thought you don't want to go out and do that if you've got that in your in your in your cupboard but so you've gone quite viral for this like dark personality content so i have a question for you how do you hurt a narcissist <laughs> um yeah we, we got like seven million views on our narcissism content how do you hurt a narcissist i mean i mean naturally i'm going into why would you want to hurt a narcissist before I'm going to answer, you know, like, because hurt people hurt people. Well, then that's why people want to hurt a narcissist. And I love that. So, you know, like, if you're so, like... Do you uh, know we've tested all the narcissist titles? Yeah. 
and that's the most is is that the yeah, one we're using? The, yeah, that's that's the that's um, what is but that we can actually open up that discussion. Yeah, yeah. Because I've tested lots of narcissist content and lots of titles. Yeah. How do you beat a narcissist? <laughs> um, you know, how do you get rid of a narcissist? Um, how do you block a narcissist? But the one that people go the most viral for is how do you hurt a narcissist? Mm. So clearly Narcissists are hurting people and clearly, like you said, hurt people, hurt people and they're wanting to hurt them back. Which means that they're equal and have opposite reaction to them, which is, which is, you know, if you're constantly saying that someone else is a narcissist, you have to look at where right. that's coming from. And, you know, as Carl Jung says, perception is projection. What you see in others is a direct reflection of yourself. So you're saying that people out there who are accusing others of being a narcissist may need to look in the mirror because they may need to, they may be one. For sure. Yeah. We, we all have narcissistic traits and there's... Yeah, I've thought that about you for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, there's, there's degrees of... It's also like, what is actual narcissism? Yeah. Because it's like, there's, there's you know, self-focused and, you know, that like having personal attention to yourself versus his actual narcissistic, you know, properly qualified behavior which is part of the dark triad you know machiavellian psychopathy and narcissism and i think today's today's in today's world is so easy to judge someone and say that's narcissistic behavior when actually it might just be driven behavior or focused <coughs> behavior yeah, and it's just like too, too many yeah. people are too quick to label stuff yeah. and then the label then you can't see outside of that label and like Again, like my personal belief on relationships is that any relationship can be solvable, any problems can be achievable to, to get over if they want to. And, you know, like... Even someone who's got so much childhood trauma that they are literally manipulating people. Because there are people out there who they are manipulating people. And to unlearn that intense fatherless, for example, childhood trauma... They ain't just doing it off some online course from a seventeen-year-old. No, for sure. And, and so they they need to they, they need to sit down and do do the work, right? And so, but it's you know like if you if you if that person stops blaming that other person and and does the work on themselves so that they're not triggered by the other behaviour, mm. they they can get to the stage where <clears throat> that person can also want to do the work. But if they're not if they're not willing to do the work, both parties, mm. then then of course, then there's there's no point in in continuing together. So you're saying anyone <coughs> who has the desire to hurt a narcissist should maybe first look at themselves and how to handle their emotions around the narcissism, like the saying, "Be the change you want to yeah. see." So don't. And you think that that's a better way of handling much it? Much better. Like it's yeah. it's not about how do you make someone else feel pain. Because you're, you're just the same that not level. Narcissistic. Hundred yeah. percent. You're just the same as that person. Mm. You want to be able to love that person and be able to go. Look, I did the best I could. One hundred percent. I gave to that relationship, and and for whatever reason, it's it hasn't worked out. And you, you got to if you if you sit in, in your relationship. I, I did. I was a relationship therapist for nine years. And used to and say, you know, do you want to make this relationship better together? Do you want to work at it together? Do you, do you want to love together and continue to love each other? Because if you're not willing to do it together, and you're just you just want to blame each other, 
then it's, it's never going to work. And so you, you have to let go of blame and both parties have to take 100% responsibility for the relationship, not their part of the relationship. That, that, that doesn't work either. So I want to take, I want to take, you know, responsibility for my part. No, I, you have to take 100% responsibility for everything. And if you <coughs> take that game, is a, is a great, if you pretend everything is your fault, and you take 100% responsibility, there's nothing that you, there's no one, it completely kills the problem because someone, it's like tennis, right? If me and you are, I don't want to, it's your problem and you're like, okay, it's your problem and you're batting it forward and back. We just, well, it's not my problem, it's your problem. But as soon as I say that is my problem, we're no longer playing tennis. I, I want to work on this and mm. how can I be better for you? How can I help you? How can I understand? How would you like me to be for you? And again, like, you, you have to, you're doing that with no intention of reciprocation. You're, you're doing it because you're a giver. And then you have to have a boundary in place to a point where, you know, you have given to that minimum 90 days, minimum 90 days. So you have to say, hand on my heart, I gave to that person 100% responsibility for 90 days and nothing happened. Well, that's okay. Then, then you can move on and find someone else to give to. But if you start every relationship, how can I give to them versus what can I get from them, which is what most people without, how can I get from them? What can I get? And, you know, versus who's the person I want to just give? I want to love. I want to be there for them. Anything they want, anything they tell me to do, I'm going to do it. And it feels that sounds subservient and it sounds weak, but it's not weak because only someone that's truly comfortable within themselves and has total emotional intelligence can actually truly do that, can be completely subservient to someone else. So that was great. You know, there's a but coming. No, no, no. It, that was great, full stop. <coughs> and, comma. <laughs> Sometimes though, someone is a, a narcissist. They just are. Um, so you know, a fire needs oxygen to burn. It's the best way to get rid of a narcissist, silence and just complete starve them of oxygen. Like someone who really is one. And mm. you, you just had the revelation, holy shit, I've done my 90 days. Yeah. You know, I've looked inside myself and this person is a narcissist. Is it like a cancer? You've just got to cut it out. You've got to block, you've got to silence. Yeah, I, th I mean, you've got to rise above any sort of manipulation from there. So therefore, any sort of like hoovering is, is a common thing. Where what does hoovering mean? Hoover you back in <laughs> yeah. with like different sorts of Full on Dyson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you've got to, you've got to like look at hoovering. The, hoovering. Um, you've, got to, you've got to notice the certain patterns within, yeah. within your behaviours. And um, <laughs> there you go. There's another one in there. <laughs> this one, one I brought in earlier. Um, you've got to notice, it, it, it all comes to, to awareness and like being aware of the patterns that you're getting brought into. And again, like- This one's getting jealous, look. Everyone's individual. So it's, so. You know, at different stages of, of my relationship career, um, if, you, if you're aware of what the pattern is, and so for example, 
whether it's male or female, it doesn't actually matter that, but sometimes people label it as a female pattern. It, it's not like, you know, the push away, right? You know, we're having an argument, push away. Yeah. Right. And, you know, what I would do is, is take clients through a process by which we've acknowledged what the pattern is and we acknowledge a new way of dealing with the pattern. And if we're both in agreement of this new way of dealing with the trigger and then the pattern occurs, if we're both in agreement of how we're going to retrain that pattern, we just need to keep with the training process. If we keep with the training process, it will resolve and dissolve the trigger. If we don't, the pattern continues. And so it is a question of, do you want to retrain the pattern or not? And it can be as simple as that. And if that's a no, well then that's a no. It's like, do you want to have kids? Yes or no. Do you want to move here or there? No. So it's, you know, if there are too many no's, then you have to have a clear boundary of, you need some yeses to stay in the relationship. Mm. And if it's just a whole list of no's, then that's not the right person yeah. for you. And so therefore you make a amicable decision to part based on you're not willing, you're not willing to breach any of those. So it's like, it's an easy decision. Yeah. Okay. Right, so I told you I came up with a new round. Yeah, nice. So we're going, you're the first person ever in over a thousand episodes, we're going to do the new round. Because what I've thought over time on the show, is this used to be called Disruptive Entrepreneur, then it became Disruptors. And sometimes I think it sort of moved a bit away from either business stroke entrepreneurship, which is my initial reason for setting up the show. And that's fine, because some of the guests have been great. The best guests have not necessarily been entrepreneurs. And also we have this concept of disruptors and whilst I choose disruptive people like you're disruptive in the information business, I don't really make a big point of it until now. So we're gonna do the disruptive round. Quiz. Uh, you look <laughs> excited there, it's only three questions. Oh. It's not, it's, it, no, you don't, you don't like get like ding. a prize at the end <laughs> because there's no answer is the right answer, it's your answer, nice. which would be an Ed answer. Yeah. Um, so, what would you say is the most disruptive thing you've done, either in business or in your life? <clears throat> um, I was testing out different viral media campaigns, and um, it was again like I'm not. I don't. People sometimes label me online as hating organics. I don't hate organics, but if they don't give you in return the time and they don't generate clients, there's no point to it. And so Facebook was was very viral for us. So I was testing different sorts of viral campaigns. We're getting massive amounts of leads slash views. Um, and then I, I, I was doing like some prank videos and um, I asked a lady on the road, like would she hold my hand and I'd recorded it all and they were getting really good views. And then, um, yeah, she, she didn't like one of the videos. We'd used her in the thumbnail and it got like 5 million views. And so we ended up in court and she claimed like I was sexually, a uh, basically sexual assault on her. For holding her hand? For, for, I mean, I didn't hold her hand. She claimed I grabbed her in the street and I held onto her for three minutes. And so obviously that, that charge was dropped, but I ended up, um, yeah, taking community service because... How did you take community service if the charge was dropped? The, the sexual assault was dropped right. because there was, I didn't hold her, it was all recorded, yeah. but they still, they still couldn't come to an agreement to whether my hand had touched her. And when you say you, you can get community service, if you don't want me to touch you and my hand has 
glided past, then you can take me to court and accuse me of touching you indecently. So yeah, that was... You did community service for that? 50 hours and a five grand fine for, for one video. Did it go viral? Um, well, obviously not. It went viral before, right. and then obviously I got the court case afterwards. Okay. Yeah. So was it worth it? Definitely not. No. Was it? Was it? It was a very interesting lesson, though. What was you the know, lesson? Like it made our. It made me more. The lesson was, um, to to you know, like in in the court of law, they didn't. They don't care what you've done prior or this or that. The content. They just wanted to know the exact facts. And because there was a part of the video where they could not 100% see where my hand was, then they sided with her and that was it. There's nothing you can say, even though, even though she said three minutes and you can clearly see it was seven minutes, seven seconds, seven, that whole thing. She just walks past, I go, can I hold your hand? And then I met her husband who was at the court case. I met him like two years later and he goes to my gym now. And he goes, it was, you know, so we're friends now. And I was like, I went up to him and I was like, look, I'm really sorry. You know, that's never my intention. And he was like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. You know, like it just, you know, sometimes people get caught in their story. And she, 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 she turned up, she was so scared. She had like a whole thing, mask and, you know, like she was sectioned off in the court because she was so scared, apparently. And I was like, nothing happened. I just interviewed her on the road. But it, it taught me, um, yeah, to be very, very, like, more conscious. I, I was definitely doing a lot of different content there that was not as conscious. Mm. And it was just purely for what was popular. And so it was irrelevant to what we do. And, I, you know, although, in my view, like, you know, I'm, I'm doing 50 hours of community service with people that had robbed a house. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, and what did you do? Uh, let's not... Yeah, wouldn't you want to know? <laughs> bad, real bad. I mean, like, like you know, it was ridiculous. But it is what it is, isn't it? and you have to accept it, and it, it makes you into a better person. Mm. And um, I, I was happy to take that. Yeah, I learned a lot that day. All right, I'd say that's yeah. So I'm a criminal, you know, convict. <laughs> okay, so disruptive round number two. What's the biggest risk you've ever taken? Um, uh, when we when we used to run live events, we'd spend sometimes a hundred grand on ads to fill a room, without knowing whether even the event would work. Um, but I was, you know, I'm not starting straight at a hundred grand. I would obviously build it up so that we were spending, you know, ten grand. I think is the first time we ever spent on Facebook ads, and that was coming off what we used. To, we used to buy email list and email data, and then when ads started becoming uh, much more popular, we started buying ads and we'd fill in our room and you just assess. So it, it was, I saw very early on, you know, when we shifted from buying email data to buying ads, I think we, you know, we paid, we, we would have paid like 20 or 30,000 for email data, legal or, or, or proper, but you have no idea who these people are. You have no idea if they're gonna re if they're real or not you're just taking you just have to assume right and so when we i think we did like 10 grand in ads when we first went and we got you know 800 people in the room from like 30 to 40 previously so it was like wow this works so we were lucky in that respect because we had a direct feedback from spending on ads to getting people actually 
turning up. So, you know, I think today people see ads and they're like, oh yeah, it, it can't work. And they don't really, they don't have the metric by which you can actually see the result. I get it when people put stuff out, content and it goes viral and they get all this engagement, they go, that must be amazing for my business. But engagement obviously doesn't directly link to getting clients into your business. Mm. So you need to you need to have that feedback to see it working. Without it, I get it. I see why people don't really go down that route. Yeah. All right. And <coughs> then the final disruptors round. <laughs> What's your most brutal business lesson? The one that I, as in like I had to take myself or, or a brutal lesson to give to someone else. Yeah, one that you've had that was humbling um, in business. Hard. Um, when I, in my earlier days, I lost a lot of money investing into other businesses that I didn't really know. And I was very bravado about it. I didn't know my numbers. Uh, I, I bought a salon in a gym that I was, you know, and I, 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 I had no idea what I was doing. And I just assumed it would be fine. And, you know, stuck in a five-year lease, m- making no money. Uh, having no way to get clients in and realized every single year it just wouldn't get any better and you're constantly paying out and that was that was a very very humbling lesson early on to be good on your numbers and you know it's it's not rocket science stuff you don't have to be really intelligent you just have to be willing to work out like the specifics like you know if you want like going back to the original, if you want an information business, it, you, as a consultant, if you speak to more people, you'll make more money in today's market. So you're doing consultation sales. So if you did 20 calls a month, right, and you're doing four call, you're closing four calls at 2,500, you'll be banking 10 grand. So would it be worth spending 300 pounds, $300 to get more booked calls so you can take more calls so you can make more money? Yeah. And if you, and so therefore it's, it's, it's understanding, I think, I, I've done a lot of self-development and I think self-development is great. <clears throat> Don't think it's, I think it's very valuable, but unless you get specific on the granular information that you need for a business, it's never going to work today. So, you know, if you've got a million followers, you have to understand buying metrics. So, for example, on average, um, you know, a million followers can equate to, say, 1% engagement, so that's 10,000. Right, say out of that 10,000, 35% are potentially going to opt in. So that's 3,500. Out of that 3,500, if you get another 10%, right, that's, you know, you end up with like 35 potential people that could opt in, depending again on your engagement rates, right? So it's like understanding your numbers. There's nothing, I think a lot of people have no idea, like they're expecting, oh, just because I have a million followers, or if I go down that route, then I can make X. And if if that never happens, then you've got to you've got to shift into something that's quicker. And that, as I said, like there's so many ways of which it can be very fast today. Are you ready for the quick fire round? Yeah. Right. So these questions are designed to be answered in a punchy, impactful nice. way. Let's go for it. Yeah. Don't See, drag it out. I mean, I didn't say this on the show, but obviously we've been friends for loads of years. So I don't <laughs> So I don't normally brief up my guests. 
15 seconds. 15? It's about the ideal. Shit, okay, let's go. Yeah, through. yeah. <clears throat> also, I've got about, I've got meetings that have been pushed back. Sorry, you my know. bad. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> one million cash on the table now, or one million engaged, non-bought social media followers, which one would you take and why? Um, one million now. Cash? Yeah. Not the engaged social media followers? No. You don't think you could turn one million followers no, into I'd one million in cash? spend a million on ads and I'd make a shitload more. <laughs> spend a million on ads. Good question. Uh, good answer. Does money make you happy? No. How much would make you happy? None. Like, there's not a figure of, of amount of money. So if I gave you a billion pounds, you wouldn't be happy? In that moment, for sure, of course. But every moment would has a has an equal opposite paradox. So therefore, if I'm not happy without the billion, and I'm expecting the billion to make me happy, it would be happy for that moment. But I would go back to base level. So any amount of money that you gave me now would make me happy because I'm happy. But it's not the money that's making me happy. And I really believe that. I, I know I didn't. I didn't believe that when I was younger. And I'd say my 40s onwards I really like if you're not doing something that you want to do if you're not if you're not if you haven't worked on yourself if, you, if you're triggered by everyone else then no amount of money will will fill that hole because there will always be someone that's got more money or you'll lose some of that money or because you didn't you don't know if someone just gives you money and you don't know how to 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 actually leverage it effectively, it will bring way more bad because people will try and take advantage of you or you, you go and, you know, you, you spend investments. Yeah, and you yeah. just, it's so easy. Like that's what happened to me when I was younger. I, I was making really good money and I was investing into different business and I had no idea and I got taken advantage mm. of left, right and center. And it became, yeah, yeah. it became like, a, like, like an ongoing, like, okay, I've, I'm earning money, but I'm losing it all the time. Mm. And, is there a difference if you make the money yourself the Massive, hard way? Yes. Yeah. Because it's it's like if you go, it's the difference between if you go to the gym versus you just have, you know, like you have lipo. Yeah. That is the, the, the direct correlation. Like you can get your fat sucked out, but unless you, unless you counterbalance what you eat and then unless you continually increase your burn rate, unless you continually adapt your muscle uh, you just you won't maintain the, the amount of calorie expenditure. So, mm. yeah, it's mm. it's one you have to you have to earn it and you have to build it up. And that's what enjoyment is as well. It's not the end outcome. It's like to a musician, right? I'm just learning the piano. It's like it's, it's, to get to the end of the piece is not the point. It's it's to learn the piece and to appreciate the piece and then to be able to play the piece. And yes, yeah, so hundred mm. percent, you have to earn it. Best advice you ever remember receiving? <clears throat> um, I, I mean, I've heard this in different contexts, um, and sometimes you, you know you hear it in many different ways, and you, you, I can't really remember the first time I've ever heard it. Um, I think it was originally kind of like in um, Man's Search for Meaning, but the concept of like focus, meaning, and action—it's really simple. But what you focus on and the meaning that you give to it defines how you believe in the next thing so you can focus on all the good things they mean this and then your action is that you can focus on all the bad things and i think it's such a simple lesson 
but I don't think people like people like intuitively get it. Like, okay, I can focus on the positives. Like, that's not new. Like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, focus on the positive. Yeah, fuck off. That's boring. Fuck you. But yet they don't live their life like that. And they, they, they. I think it's the human brain is so quick to focus on the negative. So that again, like. If you understand that concept, then everyone else is just from their own view. It's, it's reality is completely subjective towards their percept, perception of that reality. Mm. So if like if that oh someone's a dick, that's their view of that person is that, and just to be aware that that's their view, so that that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that view, but don't let that also cloud your view of who that person is. No different to when you said Andrew Tate. You know, I bet you, you've met him yeah, a couple him. of times. Yeah. And so I'm sure he's a very, you know, persuasive, charismatic, lovely guy. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, he's it, very different to what all the people <coughs> who haven't met him say. For sure. And it's yeah. just, you know, like how many of us could be taken apart on just one thing that we say? Mm. And I we, think this show has actually re-taught me that. Because I interview people that are often unpopular yeah. to a great amount of people, and I am fascinated to listen to their story, mm. and I hear all the stuff that the pissed off people say. Yeah. Um, I actually think the ability to suspend your own judgment mm. and to give a human the chance to give you their own information, i.e. get to know them personally, suspending your own judgment. I think that's a powerful thing to be able to do that most people can't do because they've already made up their mind yeah. of what an asshole this person is and they've never even met them and they've seen a 10 second TikTok. Yeah. I think judgment is, is it just shuts down every door to opportunity yeah. to, to actually experiencing a connection and you know, it shuts down happiness. If you spend the majority of the time judging others or judging anyone, you're locking out a deep, a deep happiness that can be achieved. You know, and again, it goes back in, and it's a simple lesson. It's like what you focus on and the meaning that you choose uh, is so simple. Like we choose our meanings, but then people don't, that they're, they're not, available to listen to other people's meanings or they don't realize that they're stuck in their own meaning mm. and, I, and I think if you can really stand back and view that you could be stuck in a view of what that is that's super powerful and flip side what's the worst advice you remember receiving um uh Grant Cardone once just said all ads work <laughs> <laughs> so, so you should just pump you know, she just pump, you know, huge amounts of money, <laughs> as much as you've got into an ad. And I was like, like, I'm for the ad, Grant, but like, there needs to be a specific process. And again, it depends on how much money you have. Well, and any advice with all or never <laughs> at the start, that <laughs> should be the red flag, shouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, I love Grant, don't get me wrong, yeah. but it, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a prime example of you know, like where the majority are going to hear something and think that that's what they need to do. Mm. Again, like on every social media channel, like in today's world, it's like, uh, just that just doesn't make any sense mm. because there's so many things that you've got to do. It's like, buy it. it's an equivalent of like, what camera should I use? Buy everyone. <laughs> you should buy every camera. 
<laughs> and if you don't have every camera, you're, you're missing out. You're a loser. Yeah, we're just like, yeah. you're, you're not going to make it in the world. What's your biggest regret? And you're not allowed to say, <clears throat> I don't. Um, God, we could be here a while, Rob. Um, I, I can always find something, but I don't sit there and I genuinely, because I, I started so many businesses that failed. So I could say, I could say that, right? But they, they did, you know, like, because I'm through them, they really did enable me to become a much better business person. Without them, I, yeah. I wouldn't. But you are still allowed to regret something. <clears throat> you know, I, you know, I lost a lot of money then, and so therefore that's up there. Making bad decisions and doing businesses that were not the right fit for me, but I didn't know any better. Um, I, you know, once I regretted massively for for many years, I, I didn't get the right help at the right time, and I knew, I knew, I knew I should. I just didn't want to pay for it, and because I didn't pay for it, I ended up losing a lot more because I didn't pay like the four and a half, five grand for a legal fee. And I ended up losing probably 500 grand. And wow. that, that, yeah. that was such a bad business, such a bad business mistake. Mm. Um, so yeah, of course I, I regret them. We'll take that one. Yeah. That's all right. We'll okay, take that cool. one. There's lots of those for yeah. sure. Okay. <clears throat> What's the most brutal life lesson you've ever had? Um, Brutal life lesson, uh, you know, I think it's quite cliche, but like we're, we're, we're not here forever. And um, I think when someone dies, that's very shocking, right? That's very quick. It, it does, you know, it, it, it puts a different perspective on your life. Mm. And so over the years, I've, I've known lots of people that have like either committed suicide or, um, or, or been connected to you know, stories of that sort of thing, helping people specifically with depression, etc. Um, and so, you know, like I, re I remember like, I'm always into helping people and I've always got time for that. And I <clears throat> when I was younger once, I used to go to this gym and I'd see this guy there and I'd talk to him. And I remember once I'd had a really bad day of rejection and I didn't want to go and speak to him because I was like, oh, I, you know, I'm in my own, I'm in my own feelings, right? I don't know if I can handle your feelings today. And then I, I never forget, when I went back two weeks later, he'd, he'd gone back home that day and shot himself. And I thought, like, I could tell something wasn't quite right. And I didn't go and speak to him. And so from that day forth, and I never, if I see someone that I think, regardless if they're in it, you know, like how I feel, I'll always just check if they're okay. Um, I live in central of London and that's even if like I did one the other day and I passed someone and they, they look like they're having a tough time and they're like fuck off and I was like sure no problem <laughs> I shall fuck off <laughs> because not everyone wants that right so that's fine but at least I've checked and mm. so I think if we just check and of course you can't do that all the time there's lots of people that are sleeping rough that's why I worked for St Mungo Broadway for six years to try to help the homeless improve their capacity to take more people on mm. but I, I think yeah just checking mm. this show is called disruptors Woo! what does disruptive mean to you disruptive uh doing something different um being open to not following the norm um thinking outside like cliche again but thinking outside the box if like i like i, I remember like tony robbins for example he he was 
when he was doing his infomercial commercials, everyone was like hating down on him because they thought that was cheesy. And but at at that time, that's what really broke him, right? And so I always think, how do you when when you look at someone that's been super successful, that they're, they're you can always unpick something that they've done that's cool. And then how would what would Tony do now? And so when we started running ads, it was out of our awareness and out of our comfort zone. And in today's market, I think that's what you've got to look at. You've got to look at how can you be different? How can you do like something that's not the usual path? And where can people follow you? Where should they first and most go? It, it, Ed J.C. Smith. They can come and check out the socials under Ed J.C. Smith. But if you want to come and join Expert Free Coach, uh, sorry, freeexpertcoach.com, you can get certified and, and become a coach completely for free. And so, as I said, we do... Freeexpertcoach.com. That's the one. Yeah. And, you know, like, it's genuinely, I've got, it's, there's no catch. I, I'm, I'm not here to, to sell you something else. Uh, if you want to enjoy that, that's great. All, all the ask is if you do enjoy it, just share it with your friends. Um, it's it's an amazing community of, of, there's thousands of them now that, you know, again, like supporting each other, helping them increase their skill set. And again, like working, you know, the, per, the first person you want to coach is yourself. And then you can coach other people. And you can make a great income doing it, doing something if you are really passionate about it. That's the, that's the thing. And your two dogs. <laughs> <laughs> we. So this is Belle and Bambi. Bambi, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one. Can you get the one for the camera? Um, will, will you be able to see that? <laughs> it's just, if anyone's listening, there. Um, Ed has a dog Two in his hoodie. <laughs> this one. She's just chilling. Ed, always a pleasure, never a chore. Love you, man. Right back at you.